Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. There is much confusion and contention about the tithe. It is mentioned throughout God's love story of the Bible in both the Old and New Testament. The tithe simply means one-tenth. So today as we journey through the Bible regarding the tithe, let us open our hearts and minds, surrender our thoughts and beliefs, so God can speak to us afresh. The first mention of the tithe in the Bible is in the book of Genesis. It is before the law was given to Moses and after God made a covenant with Noah and creation. God through Abraham delivered Lot, the women and the people who were held captive by surrounding nations. Also their goods that were stolen from them were returned to them. It was in that moment that Abram encounters the King of Peace and Priest of the God Most High. So let us go to Genesis chapter 14 verses 18 to 20. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God Most High, and he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tithe of all. In honour and worship of God, Abram gave the priest, Melchizedek, who is the king of righteousness, a tithe. In Abram giving the tithe to God via the priest, he acknowledges that God is the Most High and is the possessor of heaven and earth. As God is the possessor of heaven and earth, he does not need the tithe, for he is the self-existing, self-sustaining one. Yet knowing this, Abram, who became Abraham, in an act of worship, reverence and thanksgiving, gives one-tenth to God. Interestingly, two generations later, Jacob, the son of Isaac, the son of Abraham, had a personal encounter with God and in response he declared the God of his fathers to be his God. In honour and worship of God, Jacob entered into a covenant relationship with God. Out of a revelation of who God is, Jacob vowed to God that he would give back to God a tenth of everything God gives him. Jacob said this in Genesis chapter 28, verse 22. And this stone which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. The next mention of the tithe is when the Lord spoke to Moses to speak to the children of Israel. The law which included the giving of the tithe was given at Mount Sinai to Moses for the children of Israel. 
The giving of the tithe was linked to worship, a covenant relationship between God and the people, and redemption, which is the price of the value of a person's service to the sanctuary. The tithe was to be given when the children of Israel possessed the land, the land which God had promised to give them. For according to the law given to Moses, the tithe was to come from the land or herds. The tithe belonged to God and was declared holy to the Lord by God. Leviticus chapter 27 verse 30 And all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. Another instance where the tithe is mentioned is in the Old Testament, is in the book of Numbers. It is again in reference to the law given to Moses for the children of Israel. A tenth of everything was to be given to God by the children of Israel for the Levites to receive. The Levites were then to give a tenth of the tithe given by the children of Israel for God back to the Lord. God instructed the Levites to give this portion of the tithe to Aaron the priest. Let us read Numbers chapter 18, verses 25 to 28. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak thus to the Levites, and say to them, When you take from the children of Israel the tithes which I have given you from them as your inheritance, then you shall offer up a heave offering of it to the Lord, a tenth of the tithe, and your heave offering shall be reckoned to you as though it were the grain of the threshing floor and as the fullness of the winepress. Thus you shall also offer a heave offering to the Lord from all your tithes which you receive from the children of Israel. And you shall give the Lord's heave offering from it to Aaron the priest. In this instance, the Levites were to give a tenth of the tenth to the Lord. Once again, the tithe is connected with an act of worship in acknowledging God and giving allegiance to Him. Remembering that God is the possessor of heaven and earth and has no need of anything, yet the tithe belongs to Him. So God instructs the children of Israel on where the tithe should go. At every different time and circumstance, God determines what to do with the tithe. Another instance of the tithe is in Deuteronomy chapter 14, verses 22 to 23. You shall truly tithe all the increase of your grain that the field produces year by year. And you shall eat before the Lord your God, in the place where he chooses to make his name abide. The tithe of your grain and your new wine and your oil of the firstborn of your herds and your flocks, that you may learn to fear the Lord your God always. 
Once again, the tithe is linked with worship and remembering God. That is who he is, his character, and his great love toward them. In chapter 12 of Deuteronomy, God had mentioned the tithe with his covenant relationship of rest and equal community. Where together, each one was able to celebrate in worship to God. God states that the children of Israel can eat the tithes together in his presence. God had declared them holy, set apart and chosen by him. He had chosen them to put his name with them. So when they gather together and worship him, they can partake of the fruits of the tithe. Deuteronomy chapter 26, 8 to 12. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm, with great terror and with signs and wonders. He has brought us to this place and has given us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And now, behold, I have brought the first fruits of the land which you, O Lord, have given me. Then you shall set it before the Lord your God and worship before the Lord your God. So you shall rejoice in every good thing which the Lord your God has given to you and your house, you and the Levite and the stranger who is among you. When you have finished laying aside all the tithe of your increase in the third year, the year of tithing, and have given it to the Levite, the stranger, the fatherless and the widow, so that they may eat within your gates and be filled. As the tithe is God's, he also directed it to be used to provide for the stranger, the fatherless, the widow, and those who are in the gates of the land that the Lord has given. God has given to the children of Israel a way to live as his people in the promised land, a way to worship and remember him and their covenant relationship with him. God declared to the children of Israel that he has placed his name with them. As he is holy, if they choose to give their allegiance to him, say yes to a covenant relationship with him, then they too are holy. Being aligned with God, they have their identity and destiny in him. God knows their hearts, and that sadly as we journey through the Old Testament, we discover they will forget him. They'll forget the tithe, the stranger, the widow, the Levite, and the fatherless. God's heart breaks as they align themselves with the gods devised by humanity, evil, and their selfish desires. Yet as generations pass, God continues to pursue in love, trying to bring the children of Israel back to himself so they can be truly free, free from being in bondage to the destructive forces of their selfish desires and the gods devised by humanity. In Nehemiah's day, he was instructed by God to give a portion of the tithe given to God to the Levites, the singers, the gatekeepers, 
and offerings for the priests. All those who ministered to the people for God received a portion. So all through the Old Testament, the tithe was part of worship and acknowledgement of who God is and all he had done. It was to remember him and in honour of the covenant relationship they had agreed to enter into. In each instance, it was God who determined where the tithe would be distributed. But in every instance, it was to be used in love, revealing the heart of God and reflecting his character. It was a way to bring God's justice of equality and mercy into this world of injustice and inequality. In the New Testament, Jesus first mentions the tithe in dealing with the hypocrisy of the Pharisees. Matthew chapter 23, verse 23. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. Jesus exposed their hypocrisy and revealed how they forsook the very reason for the tithe in the first place. Jesus does not condemn the tithe, nor does he affirm the existence of it, as that is not his purpose in regards to his comments. The Pharisees would pride themselves on keeping every part of the law, yet Jesus reveals the hypocrisy and deceptions of their heart. They too need a saviour. Later on in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul addresses the issue of giving support for ministers of the gospel, especially those who preach and teach. From the beginning of the early church, everyone gave their all to God's ministry. It was out of a revelation of who God is and what he has done. But as times go on, things change. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8-9, to Paul goes into detail about the condition of each individual's heart when giving. He states that one should not give grudgingly or out of obligation. It is interesting to note that Paul ministered in a culture of obligation. Therefore, he made tents to support himself in the ministry of preaching and teaching the gospel. This way, Paul was free of obligation and would not be hindered or manipulated by anyone in the advancement of God's kingdom. There were, however, times when the churches Paul ministered in wanted to give to God and be part of his wonders by giving to Paul. Interestingly, it was the poorest church in Paul's time that gave so generously to God and his ministry, through Paul. They were transformed by God and had a powerful revelation of the heart and character of God, desiring to sow abundantly by giving generously. They didn't sow to get anything back. They simply sowed out of the revelation of God's love for them. It is God's desire that we would be transformed by him into his character, where we are free from the bondages of self and the evils of this world. 
The more God changes us and pours his love into us, the more we are able to live in the reality of his love. We're through God's love and heart in us. We want to worship him, adore him, give to him and to others. Paul exhorts the people of the church in Corinth to give as each one purposes in their hearts. For it is an incredible privilege for every disciple to be part of God's wonders and mission. We are to be led by the Holy Spirit in all things, including our giving. And our giving is to be an act of worship, appreciation and acknowledgement to the possessor of heaven and earth. Paul also assured the people of the church in Corinth that whatever they did give to God and the ministry, it will be handled with integrity and go towards God's work. Paul did not use anything for self-gain, including the preaching of the gospel. It was all for the advancement of God's kingdom and the benefit of others, to reveal the heart of God and the mind of Christ. Paul was one with the heart of God, and he had the mind of Christ. That was truly the work of God in him. So to sum up, the tithe throughout the Old Testament was a form of worship and giving thanks in response to God's deliverance of family and possessions. The tithe was a representation of the value of a life redeemed, set apart and dedicated for service to God's people and God. The tithe was linked to possessing the promised land and its fruitfulness in giving tenths to God and declaring it holy. The children of God proclaim that God had provided for them and he alone is the source of all things good in the giving of the tithe. The tithe was also a celebration of God's presence. It was a way to build community and support for the priests, the brethren in service, the fatherless, the widows and the strangers within the gates, all of whom had no means of support for themselves in a culture of the time. The tithe was a witness of God's heart and his generous giving. So for us today, let us be led by his spirit in how much we give and where to give. But in all things, we are giving to God in honour and worship of him. For it is such an incredible honour and privilege to be part of his wonders and mission. Let us pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that you gave all of yourself in your Son and your Spirit, and that may you have your way in us as we honour and worship you with our giving. In Jesus' name, Amen. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered and transformed in Jesus' name.